Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host interior decorator to hollywood's most famous dogs including the one from fraser dave i think that dog died r.i.p little eddie <laughs> and i'm mona lisa demon hunter queen and we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and the funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution. Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. We love doing this podcast and we love you and we would love to be able to put more time and money into this. But that's not a possibility unless we can grow. If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a huge solid and subscribe. Review it wherever you listen to your podcasts and recommend it to a friend you think might like it. We'd also love for you to submit your problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem, a problem you found somewhere else, or fuck it, you can even make it up because we'd never know. To submit, you can tweet us at Podcast. You can email us on youokhunpodcast at gmail.com and if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at curiouscat.me slash youokhun. These links will be in the show description and I promise they actually will be because I said they would be in the last two episodes and I didn't put them in there for some reason because I'm a fucking giant asshole and I've ruined the podcast. Yeah. But they will be this week. I pointed that out to you. Yeah, you did point that out, didn't you? Ooh, I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you what you did wrong. Um, can I just also ask everyone to check out my newest article on my column that I write? It's called Femmes Omitted. It's on polyesterzine's website, which is just polyesterzine.com. It's on Wu Zetan, the only female emperor in the history of China. And it is incredibly fascinating and interesting and thought-provoking and well-written, and the person who wrote it is a goddess. <laughs> Her words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> she was a badass. Check it out. Yes. Check it out. Uh, so, um, we have... Before we start with the uh, main course of the show, um, oh we have a couple of uh, little entrees for you. Wait, no, an entree is a main, isn't it? I don't know. I think an entree is a main. Like, I always thought like an entree because it sounds like entrance, which means like you enter the restaurant and the first thing you get is a starter. So I always thought an entree was a starter. I actually think an entree is a main. So I've really fucked up that link there. I don't know. Now, now you're asking me this, I don't know. So the, pre, the pre-podcast nibbles, we'll, we'll get back to you on that one next week. We'll do some thorough Everyone research. Everyone likes a nibble. <laughs> yeah, the pre, the fucking, the voulevant to the podcast are we have set up an Instagram account and a Patreon account. They are not yet populated. You cannot find them. Why would you announce it then? Because I want to build, you know, a little bit of buzz. Ah, right. With no one. Yeah. It's kind of like putting the feelers out there. Is this a bad idea? Do you hate this? Um, we are going to... We have had a long and thorough talk about um, what we would do for Patreon content. We've had a couple of people asking about doing a Patreon and giving more content out. So that will be coming in the very, very near future. If you want to support us a little bit, just for a couple of quid or something, no like big investments or whatever. And we're also going to do an Instagram because apparently no one's on Twitter. So, I mean, lots of people are on Twitter, but I do not have the time and energy to really, you know, make Twitter happen because it's hard work. You like Twitter as well. I, I like Twitter. Twitter in theory, but like I'm just much more on Instagram. Yeah. 
I just can't commit to any other social media. Yeah, well, this is it. So we think we're going to start on Instagram because that seems to be where all the cool kids are hanging out. I mean, I say it seems to be. I fucking know it is. I just couldn't be bothered doing it before. It was too much work. But Lisa has curated some some top drawer content, let me tell you. Some fucking excellent content. And you're mm. going gonna to love it. It's going to be amazing. We're going to make podcasts great again. Mm. So keep your ears open for that because we will tell you about it when it's ready. Oh, it's so hot. All I keep thinking about is how hot it's, it is. Do you know, it's actually, so we're recording this in the evening time and this is the time when traditionally you might start to cool off a little bit. No, it's got fucking hotter. It's 28 degrees now. And I, I'm just like fully living my like fully like actualised life as a fat vampire. <laughs> so I just like can't deal with this heat like at all. Like I just can't deal with this. I only own black clothes. It's just, it's just. <sighs> I did uh, I did a big cycle today and uh, I am still sweating from it. It was, it finished four hours ago and I still cannot stop sweating. Mm. I am really, really suffering. Um, oh God, I just, you know, I just realised Berbatov is sleeping right next to us just now. Because I think we should give a little clarification of how we record the podcast. Yes. You know, because we're really professional and we have a really professional studio. Although, fuck that. Fuck having to go somewhere to record this. I know, imagine. I have an office. What a waste of everyone's time that would be. I have an office, an inside office. I've created a nest. Yes. Now, in this nest is just like soft fuzzy things and pillows Mm -hmm. and you described uh, your your style of interior decoration you wanted somewhere in the house that was like the inside of a genie's lamp yeah that's my real like dream place and you know I believe the offices should be comfortable as well as functional let's just you're not clarifying this you don't you don't work in the genie's lamp you work no I have I have like a really old school like vintage like doctor's desk that I work from Oh, I'm just such an asshole. Yeah, you have like a desk that overlooks this big comfy area. So the entire day when you're working, you're just thinking that you could be relaxing and punishing yourself by not doing it because you're a fucking Catholic. Mm. It's just, it's a real comfy little nest. But I feel like Berbatov thinks that I have just made this for him. Yes, he does. Which I'm fine with. Because weirdly, one of my other cats is scared to come. One of our other, our the, other, the, the cat, other cat is scared, is scared of the nest. to come in the nest. And look, understand. we'll be very honest. If, if you had to pick one cat that you want to hang out with a lot of the time, spoiler alert: it's not going to be Berbatov. He You're is such a Berbatov hater. I am a Berbatov hater. But anyway, that's how we record the podcast. We fully record it in the nest, and Berbatov sleeping in the nest. So he's going to wake up at some point and ruin things. But if he gets up, let's not do that thing that we've been doing recently when we were recording, which is to wait, look at him and go, oh, he's, go- he's going to ruin it. Let- let's wait. He's, he's going he's gonna to be out. Let's just wait. And then just nothing happens. Have we been doing that? We have been doing that. I feel like it's not a good look. Right. Okay. So we'll try to stay clear of that. Okay. Um. So anything else you want to add? Don't think so. It's hot. Um, Make sure you're uh, we, we are. Make sure your fat friends are hydrated. I wish that people were looking after my hydration. I'm fat, so I can say that. FYI, just uh, you know, <laughs> take a spare bottle of water if you're going around a sort of larger, thicker friend. Because I really wish that I had a lot more hydration than I have in this heat. Um, but I'm also like a complete dumpster fire of a person, so I always forget to take water. You're not. Yeah, you're not great at hydrating. No, I'm not. I'm not a great hydrator. So please hydrate me. Basically, that's the that's mm. the other public service announcement. Okay, let's of. go. First problem. First problem. Go. Russell, Russell, Russell. Oh, it's exciting. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. I'm going to give you two sentences to guess who this is. Okay. 
Hi Mona Lisa and Dave. You were very kind to me before. Very good people. The best. So I'm writing to you again. I don't need your help. I'm great at my job. Everyone says so. The best approval ratings ever. Ah, okay. I can't stop winning, believe me. But I think your podcast could be bigly improved by my letter. <laughs> Do you see how nice this letter is? The paper? Beautiful. The best quality. We have this paper custom made. You can do that when you're famous. The paper manufacturers, they let you do what you want. You can do anything. Things are going so well, ask anyone. We're making everything great again. More great every day. So many jobs, you wouldn't believe it. But the fake news media, who have been very unfair to me, they can't stop lying. They're telling everyone there's a problem. Can you believe it? I mean, there is a problem, but not the problem they think. The real problem is we're vulnerable. Not because of me, ask anyone. No one is more secure than me. But because of weak Obama who let Mexico treat us like a dog. We have a border problem. Oh yes, it's true. We're very weak, exposed, and how can we win if we've got such bad deals? They're coming in swarms, they're gangsters and thugs. There's millions of them at the border and they're coming to do crimes. Bad. The fake news media and the weak, jealous Democrats, they're saying it's cruel. Is it cruel to keep Americans safe? We are under attack, believe me. So we are now going to have a total solution to the Mexican question. The programme is clear. It reads, total separation, total segregation. What does this mean? It does not only mean the total exclusion of the Mexicans from the American economic system, it means much more. No American can be expected to live under the same roof as Mexicans. The Mexicans must be chased out of our houses in our residential districts and made to live in rows or blocks of houses where they can keep to themselves and come into contact with Americans as little as possible. They must be clearly identified. And when we compel the rich Mexicans to provide for the poor of their race, which will certainly be necessary, they will all sink into a pit of criminality. As this happens, we will be faced with the harsh necessity of eradicating the Mexican underworld, just as we root out criminals from our orderly state with fire and salt. The result will be the certain and absolute end of Mexicans in America. Complete annihilation. Anyway, I better finish up here. I just ordered seven filly of fish without the buns and I need to fit in a nap before sitting at my television for seven hours and screaming indeterminably at cable news. Yours, President Donald J. Trump. What does the J stand for? Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> what does that actually stand for? I don't know. John? I'm going to Google him. You're going to Google him just now? So, old old Donald Trumpy. Right, now, I, I just want to point out, at no point in the, the creation and execution of this podcast have we ever said that people couldn't write a letter more than once. That's true. That's true. And I think certain people justify a visit. Especially, ah, oh, it's John. Don, Donald Trump. Oh, it's right with John. Fucking, I was hoping it was someone interesting. Could that be like, any less boring? Imagine it was Juan. <laughs> oh, that would show them. Jesus, ah, I'd be here for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so... Revisiting is yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's okay, considering I agree. certain th- timely situations. Yeah. Also, you know, we did, we did Trump on our first episode. I feel like we've really grown and matured as broadcasters since then. And uh, you know, I think, we, I think we should be allowed a second crack at him. Plus, you know, let's be honest, the motherfuckers. Look, look who we're justifying it to. No one's criticised. No one's criticised. You know what? It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah, you can tell us what to do, Mom. Yeah, you're not my real dad. Yeah. So, uh, Trumpy boy. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah. Did you, that you, letter had has some went, interesting went some vernacular. Dark, some dark avenues there. It did. Well, Lisa, are you sitting down? I actually analysed the second half of that letter there because you, you might have noticed a, a slight change in, in tone and structure of Trump's grammar. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I am an English student, so, you know, it's my speciality, this. So I just uh, sort of had a look at that second half of the letter there where he's talking about the Mexicans. Yeah, um, it's actually a word-for-word plagiarisation of something that Hitler published in Das Schwarzkorps, which is the SS newspaper, in 1938. Mm. But could you tell? No. I don't think so. It's like that meme that's going to... Well, not meme, but like, well, I guess it's kind of a meme. Mm. The kind of image that's going about the, the ten stages of genocide. Yes. I'm going to just quickly read that. That's okay. You can read that because this is, you know, kind of the meat and bones of what this topic is going to okay, be about. Okay, so the ten stages of genocide. Okay. Number one, classification. Yep. People are divided into us and them. Number two, symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Number three, discrimination. People begin to face systematic discrimination. Number four, dehumanization. People equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. Number five, organisation. The government creates special groups, like police or military, to enforce the policies. Number six, polarisation. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against the group. Number seven, preparation. Official action to remove slash relocate people begins. Number eight, persecution. Beginning of murders, theft of property, trial massacres. Number nine, extermination. Wholesale elimination of the group. It's extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human. Number ten, denial. The government denies that it's committed any crime. So we're at seven, right? Uh, Yeah. We're at seven right now. Seven, yeah. Good Lord. So what do you make of this uh, world that we live in now where this is just a reality? I mean... Honestly, it's become one of those things now. You know, like how we keep talking, like, oh, the pure garbage fire that is 2018, and oh, mm-hmm. can things get any worse? But in a way, I feel like as long, and as it's always going to happen, as longer we talk about this, the kind of more numb we come, become to this. Yep. In reality, we need to be shocked and appalled at every new horrible situation. Because this is taking it, now where we're at, yep. is a whole new level of just horror. Yep. Pretty much. Um, I just, I I don't even know if it's possible anymore to just even be shocked or appalled because just the the way that we consume now is like, there's just so much information. Like, it is less than a week since the entire world went absolutely batshit crazy about Donald Trump's concentration camps. And I just want to clarify they are concentration camps. The Nazis did not invent concentration camps. Totally. That was us. That was the Brits. Concentration camp is a camp or prison where people of a different ethnicity are kept together. Yeah, Ergo, there is... The, 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 yeah, and I, I was actually going to point that out. Like, that is mm. the official classification of a concentration yeah. camp. So people that are out there saying, like, it's not a concentration camp, it's actually an immigration detention centre. Well, actually, no, it's a fucking concentration camp. Because that's what a concentration camp is. It's one of those amazing things, though, that we Mm. were like, oh, if we reword it, it's somehow different. Like how, uh, you know, if a British person moves somewhere, they're an expat. Uh But if a, you know, Syrian person moves somewhere, they're an immigrant. Totally. So I'm like, okay. 
But we are like less than a week removed from this being the pure biggest news of all time. And I, and 20 years ago, this would still be the, the news. But now we're on to what we're talking about now. Like, what's even today's news today? Theresa May did a funny walk and someone yelled at fucking oh, the, her, the American her, staff get, get out of a restaurant. Oh, her... Um She's a maze curtsy. Her are weird, pretty her, iconic. Her creepy, so. creepy crab yeah, walk. Yeah, are pretty iconic, to yeah. be honest. She looked like a real fucking dum-dum. Honestly. Um, yeah. Like, th- how can you? How can we even comprehend this shit? But, like, I mean, you know, again, like, I write loads about history, mm-hmm. and that's something that I talk about constantly. And I think it, it's that thing where I think we, we look back on that period of history. Like, how could people have been complicit in this? How could they have allowed this? Mm-hmm. How are we allowing any of this? Yeah, it's weird. It's, you, yeah. I always talk about, sort of tangentially here, gaining weight. You don't just like wait, you don't just be like, I'm fat now. Like, you don't notice it's happening to mm. you. I gained weight a lot over the last few years. And one day I was like, holy shit, what happened? And, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens noticeably. It's this small incremental change to what's decent. And what's like what 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 are the standards that we are willing to live to now? Well, something. Oh, sorry. No, no. On you go, please. Some, please step well, something in. that I was. I was really lost there. Ah, okay. Something that I have an issue with is that we have this kind of constant thing that we everyone feels so oppressed. Mm-hmm. Um. Everyone feels constantly oppressed, and I'm not. I mean, generally, everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And now the problem is there is plenty of people that are actually oppressed, mm-hmm. whether it be people in certain countries, whether it be you're oppressed because of your sexuality or mm-hmm. your race or whatever. But the huge majority of the people in, uh, that think they're oppressed in yeah. the West yeah. are not oppressed. No. But when you feel oppressed and you feel like, oh, the world's so shit, I think that's what justifies you. Like they, they, they feel, I think so many people feel bad or feel like they should be doing something or feel sad that that's happening, but all they can consider is their own mm. apparent oppression mm. that they can't remove themselves from their own situation. Yeah. So they don't do anything. They justify it like, well, I have this and my son's, my son's sick or, you know, my, you know, I have diarrhea or, That's you know, me. That's me you're talking about there. <laughs> my job is stressful or, you know... Whatever, you know, whatever the, you kind of fill your life with those things. And, you know, you have so many complaints in your own life that you just tell yourself that you don't have room to think about that. And, but obviously, you know, obviously what happens there is if every single person in the world thinks like that, you know, it's that thing that we were talking about with a. I'm literally just watching his documentary and I can't remember his name. Adam Curtis. Yeah, his whole theory about individualism. Yes. Like basically one of the worst things ever. Yeah. Not saying that like people haven't like looking into it. This isn't an aesthetic no. issue. This is a... This is a sort of break from the collectivism of older structure of society, isn't it? Yeah. We're not collectivists mm-hmm. anymore. We're this weird capitalist Protestant individual. Well, instead. because in reality, I think individualism as a concept mm. was born out of... It was kind of about oppression, you know? Like, people that didn't fit into sort of the norm of the status quo at the time mm. felt oppressed by it, so wanted to change that. Yeah. But in reality, it kind of being, it became co-opted and that people that were never oppressed use it as a justification for their selfish behaviour. Yes. 
Well, it's funny because you're talking about people on this kind of like fundamental level feel like oppressed by their own circumstances. And, you know, neoliberalism is is very kind of like existentially strangling. Mm. Like you can be comfortable and Western and still have a pretty shitty life. Oh, totally. And that's the thing. And that's what's so shit about it. But what I was going to say was, mm. it's interesting that you talk about people victimhood because that's one of the extreme justifications behind you know Trump's concentration camps let's call them what they are that's what they are the Donald mm-hmm. Trump concentration camps is this fucking this horrible insidious increasing right wing concept of white genocide like we are going to be we, we are an endangered we are an endangered species I mean in reality I don't really think of myself as someone that can be particularly shocked yeah but see this kind of white genocide thing this that, that whole rhetoric yeah. Is is quite shocking to me because it's so. And like, what fucking planet crazy. are you on? Yeah, you'd so. Like, I hear people talking about that in Scotland, right? I, I genuinely do. Do you remember the boy Count Dankula who did the Nazi pug video and got the jail? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's joined UKIP now. Uh, you know, because it was all just well, it's just the name of banner. It's the name of the banner. Actually, I'm joining UKIP. Now, we live in Scotland and people here genuinely talk about white genocide. We live in an area that's like predominantly Roma population for a number of factors. And there is like an extreme far right group that is founded by a guy who got kicked out of UKIP for being too racist and denying the Holocaust, right? And they're kicking about in here, putting up posters about white genocide. Scotland has a a non-white population of 10%. 10%. But I guess in a way, and it's that weird, difficult thing where rather than criticise this behaviour, which, well, no, it should be criticised. Let's keep criticising it. Yeah, please do. But rather than just criticising it, we need to try and establish, like, why these things happen. Like, why that Mm. thought process happens. Right. You know, what is it that leads to that? Grievance. It's everything's grievance. Yeah, and it's like what we were talking about... um, well, yeah, we were talking about that the podcast that you listen to. Yes, Chapel uh, Chapel Trap House. Yeah, and they were talking about like economic or ecological issues. Yeah. Kind of was that what because I'm talking. Oh, I yeah. made a point and now I'm like forgetting it. Are you talking about when they're talking about like future economic ecological disaster rather? Well, like create more fascism. Yeah, of course. Like what, it, what they were basically saying was that the sort of Good, well done bringing up a point and then forget yeah. that <laughs> the trial. The uh, yeah, it was, so this is kind of relatively interesting talking point, which I don't think either of us have heard before. Was that like the kind of creeping slow institutionalization of fascism? On par with everything that was done, like bef- to, leading up to the Holocaust in the 1930s, because the Holocaust did not start with death camps. Mm-hmm. It, we are completely on the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is basically testing the waters for a form of fascism that's going to almost be required to keep white people safe once half of India and Florida are underwater. Well, because that the, the it becomes that. Melt and we've yeah. got like, I don't know, like nuclear lightning tornadoes everywhere because, you mm. know, we're godless heathens and we destroyed the planet. Ah, uh, yeah, that was it. It's like a justification for ourselves and like yes. safe, like Western places that aren't going to be like destroyed, mm-hmm. like part, like, like certain parts of India or whatever, to justify like these people, just hundreds of thousands of people dying. We're just going to tell ourselves like, yeah. we've already turned those people into like the other, yeah. the enemy. 
Um, and in reality, that is what happened mm-hmm. in World War Two. Yeah, and that's what's you know, happening because people now. always talk about how did World War Two happen? Like, you know, there's that perception that like, Germans are just like evil or something. Yeah, totally. And it's like in reality, you know, in Germany after World War One was the people there was the, the the rate of unemployment was insanely high. People there was like people were starving. Like it was a really terrible place. To tough live. times. Really tough times. And in reality, if those tough times didn't happen, we probably would have never had World War Two. Well, this is it. This is what um, this there was. A, there's an economist called Mark Blythe who um, you know will fucking go to great lengths to tell you how smart he is and that he predicted Brexit and Trump happening. Um, but he did that by like studying the economics. Like you know, we start to get more squeezed, and the more squeezed we get as a society in the middle, the more we default to. Um, populist movements, whether it be, you know, Jeremy Corbyn or Donald Trump. But, so, ultimately then, okay, so, like, economics is the root for all of this then. So then... I mean, don't ever say that to an American liberal, because they will call you a racist. Okay. So just FYI. Okay. Just giving you a heads up there. Okay. Because the argument is anything to do with economic anxieties, they call it, is you basically just saying that it's okay to be racist. That's that's what the argument is now. Okay, I mean, I don't care about American politics. I think it's really dumb and I don't care about I'm it. I'm just saying you'll hear about it in the UK because we follow everything our big fucking stupid American brother does. True. Um, right, okay, well, I'm just going based on the information at hand. Mm-hmm. So economics is the problem. So what then is the problem with the economy? Capitalism, right? Yes, yes. So capitalism is at fault for all of these things? Yes. Basically, yes. Yeah. So rather than... Do anything about capitalism? Because what? Do, what no, can you do against you're capitalism? Because that's the that's the fucked up thing, isn't it? Literally, money trumps everything, and it's yeah. like that's what's so fucking scary. See, when you see like I was reading this article the other day in the National Geographic, and it was about like how much natural things yeah. have we've lost. You know, like rivers that are gone and yeah. landmarks that have just gone. All these things because of like climate change. Yeah. Um, but you know. People, everyone knows that. Yeah. Everyone knows that. See, even the people that deny it know yeah. it. They just deny it, obviously, because it keeps, you know, mm-hmm. they, they have businesses that, like, use palm oil or, like, mm-hmm. use natural resources, so they need that coin. Yeah. So they're just going to... But I'm like, isn't that the most fucked up thing that, like, human beings have the capacity to do that to themselves? Yep. To lie to themselves and to lie to other people that they know they're destroying the world, but they're just going to keep doing it because it makes them more money. And and because everyone else is doing it. No, well, yeah. one, no one wants to be a martyr. And that was one thing that I actually really liked about this sort of d- discourse around the concentration camp thing with Trump, was that people are finally fucking facing up to the truth that, well, wait, actually, to do something about this, we're actually maybe going to have to break the law a little bit. Ah, yeah, that was, that was what they were talking about on your podcast, actually. And uh, yeah, do you know, that's a really important point to make because I yeah. think that's the problem. Because look, let's face it, um, what are you going to do? I mean, there's already articles written about it. There's mm-hmm. already things happening. Like, no one cares. Well, people do care, but it's nothing. It needs to be more than that. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Are you going to chain yourself to the detention centres? Are you going to do all these things? Well, you're going to have to start doing something like that. You're going to fucking smash a few windows. You're going to put sugar in some gas tanks. You're going to slash some tires? Yeah. Are you going to human chain? We like need a- back to like the days of, you know, like in the, was in the 70s when everyone kept like saving monkeys from like animal testing places. Yes. And I know, some of, them, I know yes. some of them got a bit crazy and got a bit bomby. They did. They did, yes. But 
you know, mm-hmm. let's face it, if people are willing to go that much effort for monkeys, yeah. let's go to some effort for some... Ch- I mean, honestly, I can't even deal with it. I like feel like I can't even deal with it. No, right. Interesting, because you, you just said, like, for some children, right? Yeah. Well, I wonder if I can maybe just hijack this conversation for a little second. Okay. So... You're scaring me a little bit. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. I'm just, I'm just I'm tra- choosing to unveil my pro-child attention stance. <laughs> no, I'm not. But Dave does hate kids. So I do, I do just... hate kids, but I would not put them in a cage. I would just put them very far away from me. Or take myself and put myself far away from the kids. Hmm. Just, you know, so I don't have to listen to them or, like, you know, touch their sticky hands or whatever. Mm. Anyway, right, besides the point. So, kids is interesting because this is when it became... This is when the concentration camps... This is when the fucking American fascist concentration camps became a problem. Was when uh, people found out that the kids were being separated. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Because Which is, up yeah, until why the is point, it okay because it was adults. fine to indefinitely detain families of a fucking asylum seekers who are legally fucking approaching America looking for asylum. It was fine to detain them as long as they got to stay together. It was fine to put them in a cage mm. beside a fucking painting of Donald Trump giving a fucking Zeke Heil in a fucking abandoned Walmart as long as the family was kept together. But it was the it was the separation of the children. That's the thing that we had the problem with, right? Now, this bullshit fucking immigration policy has been going on for over a decade, right? Bill Clinton paved the way with some legislation talking about the legal classification of immigration. We did the same under Labour, our supposed goodies, in like 2002. Like, if you're a British person and you're casting like aspersions on America for their immigration policy, fucking Google y- Yarlswood because it is there's hunger strikes going on just now. There have been riots. There has been abuse allegations. There's been countless horrible, disgusting human rights, apparently which we value so fucking much, countless human rights valuations in the UK for people that are trying to come to the UK from countries that we have literally bombed, interfered with, or armed armed someone else to bomb, or attack, or assault, or fucking burn to the ground. But that's the worst part of it. Yes. This is one of the worst parts of it for me. And you're right, it doesn't... Like, of course... Children strikes mm-hmm. a chord because you know it's children are so vulnerable. But yep. ultimately, yeah, this shouldn't be happening to any person. Absolutely not. But this is what really bothers me, especially about the asylum seekers. Yeah, or people that are like refuge wanting to are refugees wanting to yes. be a refugee. Yeah. Who, uh, was, who, yeah. who are refugees? Been a refugee, yeah. Like what's so shit about that is the fact that like these people have to escape countries, and so much of that. I mean, I am I right to say all of it? Yeah, or or most of it. Is in part our fault. Yep. The comfort that we enjoy in Western countries mm-hmm. is like, and I know a lot of people feel their life is tough mm-hmm. because you know, as we said, capitalism sucks, and your life isn't necessarily like you're not a millionaire, you're not living like a Kardashian. But like, see, ultimately, the comfort that we enjoy in the West is completely constructed on the blood of these people. Yeah, absolutely. But with the blood of these people, and like then we fuck them over. We fuck their country because we want fuck. We fucking want something. Yep. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to try and come here. Yeah. For just to literally save their own fucking lives. Yep. Save the lives of their families or their kids or whatever. Yep. And then we're like, oh, no, you can't come in here. Like, 
Oh, it's so, it's so awful. Like, honestly, yeah. you know how people talk about, like, the, what is going to be the end of the world? Like, yeah. I know I'm, like, the only person that probably says this. Yeah. I think human beings should be wiped out. I mean, that is a bold statement. I'm not saying I'm going to do it or I want to die or anything like that. But what I'm saying is if you objectively look at human beings, we are awful creatures. We do horrifying things for no reason. And you know what? The experiment of human beings failed. Do you know what, Lisa? Do you know what that reminds me of? What? Your soulmate, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> the Happening, starring Mark Wahlberg. I mean... Remember that? Uh, the plants are going to kill us with their, their poison spores because we're bad for the planet. No, I mean, you just made a lull. I don't even think... I can even think of an M. Night Shyamalan film apart from... can't even say his name. The Shamahack. Shyamalan. I mean, Shamahack's kind of a Freudian slip. No, what is his name? I mean, that's... Well, he is kind of a hack, though. Uh, Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan a ding dong. <laughs> Wait, he did thingy, right? The Sixth Six Sense. Sense. Yeah. He also did the one with the aliens, with Joaquin Phoenix. I, I'm, I mean... Signs. Si- did he do Signs? I think so. Oh, he's a great director. <laughs> no, he's not. He's terrible. And The Happening, can you, you not remember The Happening? I don't even remember that film. Oh my God, Mark Wahlberg was like, the plane is trying to kill us. That's my Mark Wahlberg impression. <laughs> Just FYI, Mark Wahlberg is a fucking racist, violent asshole and does not deserve his fame. Anyway. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know this about him. I didn't know that he'd brutally beaten two Vietnamese men for the but crime okay of being Vietnamese said, and blinded one of them. He said he said sorry. Yeah, so. yeah, he got two months in jail, said sorry, like fucking 40 years later or whatever. To be honest, so he's talked. this has been a thing that he's talked about for like his entire career. It's so weird that you're just now getting on this. Well, do you know what, Lisa? I'm sorry. It's 2018 and I'm just finding out about my problematic What faves. about Melina and her jacket? Melania. Melania. Why can't what? you call her by her name? Why, do I, why am Melina. I calling her you're Melina? You're always Melina. I don't know. I mean, look. Wait, why am I calling her Melina? Real talk. Get those stupid <laughs> words off the back. That was a cute jacket. I would like it. Why am I calling her Melina all the time? You just love calling her Melina. I think it's because is. Melania just isn't a name to me. It's yeah, like it's like, it's like someone thing. made. It's like a, a fucking computer algorithm you know was made sound, to make a no, white no, girl's no, name. You know what Melania. It like to me, it's like a shitty like nineties TV show name. Yeah, you know, like in Clueless. Yeah, yeah they'd like totally. they'd be like Cher D and like Amber no. and like the pure shitty bitchy girl in the yeah. class was called like Melania, and I just choose not to acknowledge it. Yeah. Okay. So she's Melina to me. Yeah, she is Melina. To me. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's yeah. such a weird like thing that I always do. Real talk though, I do like a I do like a sort of melting green parka. Distressed. Isn't it from Zara? I think so, yeah. Well that's what you go shopping in Zara. Yeah. Anyone that knows me knows I have a real hatred for that shop. You do. You I do. just right, not I mean all tea. Now I just like I'm too fat to even fit into any of the clothes in there. <laughs> but even when I wasn't, I just like feel like I'm tripping anytime I go in there. Yeah. I'm and I'm judging you, Christy and Rachel, they like they love that shop. Speaking and they of, always go in there. Speaking about Western privileges propped up by the suffering of the third world, let's Zara. talk about Zara. Well, seriously though, and they were always like, oh, let's go in Zara, I got this from Zara. And I'd be like, every time I go in there, it's just awful. It's an awful environment. Everyone in there is like an asshole that works there. And it just, everything's so shit. Someone did, did bring up a really interesting point about that that I did not clock. Like, Melania is literally just Melina. walking about. Melina. Melina's cutting about the shop. <laughs> Wearing fucking, she's probably got fucking Louboutins on. She's probably got like a fucking diamond encrusted bra. Oh no, or yeah, something. that's weird. That she's and got she, just, she, just, she just chose to fucking grab like a pure fifty dollars Zara jacket. 
to to be seen in public with a very sort of obvious message on the back. I don't know, no, because to be honest, I don't think I genuinely don't even think it was purposeful. Really? I, yeah, I think she's that dumb. I think she was all like, "Oh, we're a we're a cheap jacket to make me like one of the normal people." Ah, because a lot of the Republicans really, you know, decided that when Michelle Obama wore expensive shoes to like a soup kitchen once, so that meant it was okay for them to call her like an ape or a monkey or whatever. That was a, that was a really common thing. They don't. They don't like it when the first lady wears expensive garments to do things with poor people. Yeah, so I think that genuinely. I think Melina. Melina. <laughs> I think Melania was like trying to be like. It was her version of like a backwards baseball cap and like a skateboard. <laughs> she genuinely was like trying to be like, like oh, I'll get done with. I'll be done with the kids. Right. I'll wear a. Uh, I'll wear a cool army jacket. She probably didn't even read what was on the back. Can she read? I mean, Who knows? It, jury's still out I kind of think it's offensive to want to be done with the kids when you're going to go look at them and in the cage go as well. Zara. Like, Zara is like the, sh- the, the, the... Sorry. I'm talking about the cages here. Oh. You just were like, yeah, coats. Sorry. F- fuck just, the, well, fuck the kids in the cage. It's all about... Let's get back onto Zara. Well, do you know what, Lisa? Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe the fucking person from Zara will write a, a, write a letter next week so you can really like fully develop your thoughts on Zara. It's just it's such an awful place, but probably not as bad as... 50-50. <laughs> as, you know. as being in a cage. Yeah, yeah you know, back to that. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. The, yeah, so basically my issue with this entire thing is that we've got this big tendency to be like, okay, just to, just to clarify, I hate Donald Trump. I hate him more than anyone. I think he is a disgusting fascist pig. I despise him. Right, we've said this before in the podcast. I'm not in any way apologising for Donald Trump, but the difference between fucking Donald Trump and woke Bay Barack Obama is not nearly as far as people make out. Because he, Obama, deported more people from America through using ICE, using horrible Nazi fascist ICE, and their detention centres where families were locked indefinitely. He deported more people than Bush and Clinton before him combined. But this is why I've always said this to people about politics. Like, yeah. again, it's that two-party thing, you know, it's tricked yeah. everyone to thinking. There's a side. It's good and evil. Yeah. No, bitch. Do you know what the side is? Evil and less evil. Exactly. Or now, evil and more evil. It's all bullshit. All these people are evil. Yeah. See if you get to a position of power. And it's pretty much always been that way. Mm-hmm. There is blood on your hands. You're a fucking monster. Right. Now, I'm not saying... I, mean, I do like Jeremy Corbyn, but like... Even him, he's probably got some skeletons in his closet. Oh, yeah, probably, He's definitely yeah. got some questionable things that he believed that he agrees with. Yep. Like... That's just the, that's just how politics works. Absolutely. So you need to, like we need to concentrate not to pure, say that we should dismantle the entire system, but you know, ultimately I think we focus too much on Trump and less about the problems with the problematic gov um any sort of political system in America. Mm-hmm. Yes, Trump is hugely problematic. Just yeah. the entire system is. But this is the thing, you know, is is you know, putting children, separating children from their families during the deportation process is objectively far worse than, well, not far worse, it's worse than keeping families together. But keeping families together is far worse than what should be fucking happening. And, you know, ultimately we're talking about the people that are trying to get asylum in America or come over as immigrants. You know, they are escaping US state-sponsored violence and political upheaval in their own countries. Not the Mexicans, but for example, Dominicans. Everyone talks about MS-13. And there was an article that um, came out last year by a writer called Wendy Muse, and there was just an excerpt I want to read here because I found it really interesting because ultimately, although it is worse under Trump, 
it is 10, 15, 20% worse than something that was already terrible for so many people. Mm. And here is this quote. I just want to read this for context. Depending on one's status or place in the world, the actions Trump's administration has taken thus far make up the status quo, not an aberration thereof. Only now are a few coming to terms with what marginalised groups have long recognised, not necessarily by way of some sophisticated political or historical analysis, but through targeted suffering repeatedly silenced in the interests of maintaining the comfort of others. And that's the thing. Material conditions for a lot of people affected by the Trump administration have not changed. Have they changed for people coming into America? Yes, they have got objectively worse. Have they? Well, it still wasn't great before for them. For the for the people, for a lot of people, for the majority of people, if you're talking about people that suffer at the hands of America, they have stayed completely the fucking same. Yeah, I think that is important. For as much as Trump, you know, to go back to a classic, classic me, mm-hmm. he should fucking kill himself. I'm over him. Like fuck off. He isn't like don't act like once Trump's gone, this yep. is, is going to not be problematic. Yeah, because you know what. Everyone is problematic in yep. that government, just like here. Now, I have a super healthy distrust of electoral politics, as we both do, I think, it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. But the problem is when you're facing populism, what was it beat Hitler? Was it hearing both sides? Was it remaining civil? Was it compromising with the fascists? No, it was a fucking war. It was throwing bodies at him. It was fucking killing Nazis. And after the Second World War, it was making sure they were all fucking punished for their appalling crimes. Um, look at the UK today, right? We are a traditionally conservative country. The UK sucks. It is a terrible garbage fire in Ireland. I hate it. But the only thing that has, you know, everyone said, oh, you know, Corbyn, he's going to fail. Corbyn, he's going to fail. He had a fucking month um, on the lead up to the last election where he actually got fair treatment by the media and what happened? It completely swung the needle really far away from what anyone could have predicted. You have to push back against these people. Completely. You can't just be saying anymore that it was fine before Trump because it fucking wasn't and if you want it to get any better you need to push back against not only Trump but the fucking toothless little soft bastards that are supposedly in opposition to him or Theresa May or the fascists in France or the fucking disgusting Roma-baiting fascists in Italy right now or Geert Weidler's in the Netherlands. Also, Tommy Robinson, go fuck himself as well, just to put that in there. it's We need we need a, a, a mass conscious change in how we look at what's bad. Also, I would add to that, we also need to accept that life may, in order to achieve those things and, and to to create a better world, we need to accept that life may be a little more uncomfortable for us. Yeah, we have to sacrifice. You know, we can't all have big houses and, like, feature walls and two cars and whatever life, this consuming life that we all live. Totally. We need to accept that we can't live like that because it isn't, nothing's for free. And it's just, for a long time, we haven't been paying it. It is propped up on suffering that we willfully ignore. Totally. Done. Whoa, yes. 
That was that was that. It was, it was abrupt, but I like really it. Talk was, about Donald Trump. Yeah. Fa- oh yeah. The, um, what was your response? I mean, I, mean what, I told him to kill himself, but you yeah. know, I just you know what really shocks me the fact that his heart's not exploded. I know right he's now. he's got he's going to die. I'm just praying. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, maybe the Russia investigation will unseat him. I don't think that's going to happen, but I am praying every day that he has a heart attack in the toilet. Yeah, and same, yeah, same. Just, that's what I'm same, waiting for. Yeah. Like good. Like God. a huge one. Like it really explodes. Oh yeah, like he fucking just like shits everywhere and like pukes in his heart mm. like bleeds out of his eyes and they find him like just sort of prone on the floor bent over with a, a fucking torrent of shit coming out of his repulsive <laughs> ass yes fuck you Trump that's my hey. that's my that's my response to you buddy yeah I think I'm hoping we sort of set our stall up against Donald Trump a bit more this time in the handling of his letter right mm. okay right I'm gonna move on because I like how you did that. That was that was a real alpha move. Was it? Yeah. I am an alpha. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on, Daddy. <laughs> um, where did I put that letter? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, diving into the mailbag here. All these letters are handwritten. Pa- I would love that. This is a good one, but the paper's not as nice as Trump's letter. Okay. <clears throat> you ready? Mm-hmm. It's a fucking cliché, but my hurt and pain are expressed as anger. I've always been a pretty aggressive person, much of that is just my personality, but there's an element of anger that I wish I could get rid of. To be more specific, this issue presents as anger, but is actually pain. I'm constantly misunderstood as cold and aggressive, when in reality, much of these times I'm actually hurt. Although I'm aware of this and has lessened hugely over the years, I still can't rid myself of this lingering aggression. This is something I'm aware of, and I know much of it works to push people away, but at times, it's a preemptive anger. I play the scenario out in my head, and I feel like I know the outcome, so the anger is inevitable. I'm generally pretty good at expressing myself, but that goes out the window in a highly aggressive or emotional situation. In my head, or from my perspective, it's clear I'm upset, and in extreme cases, pleading for people to understand that I'm in pain, but to them, I'm aggressive and angry. What's frustrating is no matter what the situation or no matter how I've been wronged, my argument is ultimately invalidated due to my aggression. This misunderstanding leads me to feel defensive, to put my armour up. The situation is now me versus them, and I will burn it to the ground. When you feel so vulnerable and exposed, and yet that hurt goes unacknowledged, it feels counterproductive to make yourself more vulnerable, so that aggression seems like the only solution. Help me please. So... Um, this is a little break from the norm here. This is actually a letter submitted by Lisa, also known as Mona Lisa, <laughs> who you might know as one of the hosts of this podcast. We decided that we're asking people to share problems, okay. which a lot of the times can be quite sensitive. So maybe it's time we put our money where our mouth is and fire in. Now, you looked, you you were you were uh, obviously feeling a bit awkward about me reading your problem there. I thought you were crying, which is why I've been talking so much. <laughs> no, um, I wasn't so crying. Love to it bring was, you into the conversation. It was, it was, I know you're not crying. That's good. Just think I was crying. Yeah, I thought you were just like weeping openly. I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to pause this. Um, no, it was just awkward hearing you read my own words. It was... How did it make it you feel? It was weird, really weird. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, so basically... I really appreciate you taking the time to share that. Well, basically, I, I felt like we're constantly saying to people to, re- to write their problems and... I call you brave here. Thanks, thanks. Um, and I, we felt like it would be, it's kind of shitty of us to not, and I thought it would be kind of a cool kind of experiment to see how it goes, mm-hmm. us talking about one of our problems. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. If it goes well, maybe I'll have some problems. Um, you know, maybe and I, and I, not diarrhea related for a change. And I would say it is hard to write the problem than I thought it was. You, yeah. It's really hard to like get to your point. Mm-hmm. Or I th- like, yeah. Mm-mm. I think a lot of people that have written into us so far have actually had these really great, well-grounded understanding of their own situation. They're just sort of looking for the the validation. Maybe looking for a, an answer to a question they've already answered in their own head. Well, no, I think sometimes we get problems and they're quite long and I always, and now I understand why. Mm-hmm. It's actually really hard to not be to be quite succinct when you're writing. Yeah, it. totally. Because you want to you want to sort of va- justify or validate everything that you're saying, and it's just hard. It's tough. So fix my problem. <laughs> so um, I think this is a problem a lot of people struggle with. Yes, I have. I mean, I have like personal thoughts about it because obviously I know you, mm. and there have most certainly been times where I've been guilty. Or I mean, but it's probably the majority of the time that we fought through our relationship if we consider going back to the start mm. when you've lost your head um, or become aggressive I have responded with my own kind of defensiveness like how do you fucking talk to me like that mm. and you know I've, I've been really guilty of you know getting you in a position where your point's not being heard and you're not getting any satisfaction out of the argument um, and, and I, I think it's a really tricky thing to deal with and I, th- I mean I, I don't have like a victim complex it's not like I'm like oh when you know when when I said when I'd been wronged I didn't want to I'm not saying that I'm wrong that often it's just that was to illustrate like even when when someone has fucked me over or done something really shitty to me like I'm still I I kind of still end up being the bad guy mm-hmm. because of how I come across I mean and like I said like I am a pretty aggressive person generally yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think people that listen probably uh-huh. could like, get that yeah Um. but genuinely see when I'm in that way and like I'm in a, having a big fight with someone, mm-hmm. like genuinely, I am thinking that I am expressing myself. Yeah, you, you, you like, think I, you're like, like, like I'm so just don't hurt me anymore. But you're actually like, fuck you! I'm gonna fucking <laughs> s- snip up your wigs with these scissors. Yeah, that's you. And that's what I guess that's what's difficult to me because I'm like genuinely like, right? How can you not see that I'm upset? But <laughs> and I always say that it's kind of like I'm like a fucking like lion that's growling that's been like in yeah. his, in a f- you get, get this thorn up my paw yeah yeah i always refer to you as an outside cat yeah um because that's what lisa is like she's like you know you know when you see like the videos on like the dodo or some sort of facebook video that makes you cry at work thanks very much <laughs> fucking facebook jesus christ yeah um it's always like you know oh this cat was abused and someone threw acid on it and punched it <laughs> And uh, it, it, when the people tried to take it to the shelter, it f- slit three of their throats with its <laughs> sharp claws. But now this lady is starting to teach it how to love again. And it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That those videos, you're like that. You're at that stage where like, I, I am like some fucking poor woman with like Teflon gloves just trying to give you a bath. You know? But you're, you're, you're getting better at it. Like, you didn't bite me today. <laughs> That's good progress. Oh, <laughs> that made me sound so bad. <laughs> I'm kidding on. Obviously, I'm joking. Oh but, uh, you know, there, there is part of you, I think, that's kind of, um, you know, you... Well, and I think you said something yeah. to me. See, when I said about invalidating, that was something that was really kind of groundbreaking to me. Uh-huh. Because, uh, you know, I have this obsession with justice. Like, I'm like fucking yeah. Batman, right? Yeah. So I'm like, if someone fucks me over, yeah. then it does, like, I am like... You fucking better fucking apologise. Yeah. And like, if I don't feel like I'm getting that, like, I will burn it to the fucking ground. But like, it was that it wasn't until, like, I felt like I, why should I, why should I have to, like, 
not be so angry. Yeah. Like, if I'm wronged, I'm justified to be that angry. But it wasn't until you pointed out, like, but actually in doing that kind of invalidates any of my points. Yeah. And it's funny because we got talking about this. And one of the reasons we I decided to write this before we were watching Drag Race. So I was really not sure whether I was able to bring this up or not. <laughs> But I, no, but it's such a it's such an amazing parallel, and I think people. No, listen, I don't want to be the vixen. No, you're the vixen at the moment, just for the purposes of this argument. Right. I think it's such a great parallel, and I think people listening will be split in what they believe is right, the right or wrong in that situation. I think. Yeah. So, do you want to explain that? I mean, I, I do, obviously. So, should we explain what happened? So, has everyone seen RuPaul's Drag Race this week? I, you maybe can't spoiler. answer me back. This is a point. Maybe spoiler alert. Maybe don't so. This listen. is for the this is a, this is a spoiler for the RuPaul's Drag Race reunion, which was on like four days ago. Should have watched it by now, God. But if you have not watched that yet, skip ahead like two minutes or whatever, right? So, the vixen comes back to the reunion. Obviously, a controversial figure. Yeah. And they start to relitigate her fight that she had with, with Eureka. Eureka. Um, and eventually ends up walking off because. I mean, uh, yeah, and it, uh, you know, yeah, and okay, uh, a myriad are, of reasons. People are divided, right? And the victim kind of became a villainous figure. They right? called her the victim. Is that Vix- another Freudian slip? The, yeah, fuck, I can't talk. Melina, what? The victim, Melina. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a Chinese bootleg of this conversation. <laughs> So names. the vixen kind of became this villainous figure, and in reality, and not I'm no way and near as aggressive as her. No, and to be honest, through most of the season, she fucking annoyed me. Mm-hmm. But I do see that little a little bit of myself in her, and I do see that, especially when I was much younger. Yeah, and I was a lot more angry than I am now. Mm-hmm. But like so much of the time, the vixen's just. I mean, look, a lot. Of, there's two things at hand. But one hand, she's very aggressive and her pain isn't acknowledged and it makes her more aggressive. Yeah. On another hand, she's also just a bit of a fucking dick. Yeah. But, like, the situation that happened in the reunion was so shit because... And I know loads of people are taking Rue's side, which I think is really, so really this is, this is Yeah, we are, we are not on Mother Rue's side because for this at all. Because, basically, okay, there was to do with the argument between her and Eureka. And Eureka did handle it better. Eureka took Rue's criticism on board. And the vixen did It's didn't. very easy to take criticism on board when you know that you are the instigator of a situation, though. Because yeah. this goes back to where you're at mentally a lot of time. You think to yourself, I'm the one that's been fucked over. Why should I do that? Yeah, and the now, vixen clearly there thinks are, there too. There like, people, that's think, not fair. Why am I? And yeah. she was right, though. Like, her, her behaviour was being criticised. Mm. People are always telling the vixen how she should act and what yeah. she should do. When in reality, and how she should respond to situations. Yeah. But no one was telling Eureka how she should act. Exactly. So the vixen said it herself, you know, you're telling me how to react, but you're not telling her how to act. And what, what Eureka did in the first instance was very manipulative. She deliberately goaded her because she wanted some sort of catharsis because she felt wronged. Yeah. Now, she did something that was passive-aggressive and manipulative, and the vixen lost her shit over it. Now, whatever you think about the original argument, at the end of the day, what she said was pure bang on the money. Everyone was asking her to edit how she responded to someone being shitty to her. And she is, you know, she is a fucking a queer person of colour. And that, and you know, her, she's from the south side of Chicago, which is a fucking, you know, I know tough people some around, tough shit. Right? So she's obviously had some real trauma in her life. Now, this situation where she walked off that was to me the perfect parallel with what we're talking about because 
everyone, the, what RuPaul said about it was, you know, you can support someone up to a limit. There's a there's a limit where you're willing to let someone be mean to you or shout at you or, or hurt difficult, your feelings. Or difficult, or be difficult. Or, yeah, exactly. If someone's been difficult, there's a limit to that. You don't have to accept that. And this goes very much back to the fucking Protestant capitalist individualism we are talking about earlier mm-hmm. on. And I think everyone should watch Hypernormalisation or listen to Adam Curtis talk about that because it's mm-hmm. very interesting. But it goes back to that. Like, people who are hurt, People who are suffering, people with trauma, people with mental health problems, they are, it's not always going to be easy to help them. It's not always going to be easy to put your feelings to one side. Because so that's the thing. It was like, oh, the vixen's been mean to me and I'm RuPaul, the host of this show. Well, I don't have to take that. I've tried. You're absolving yourself of guilt. Because you ultimately, you know the person's hurting, but you absolve yourself of guilt by saying, well, I tried, but that's unacceptable. That's the line. I have now become the victim. Mm. And that is, I think, uh, pe- to, to people to certain extents have carried that out. And I've had to really um, just retrain my own brain to not, be selfish when you're upset like firstly I had to say right rationally Lisa's told me a million times when she's angry it's because she's hurt so first thing first thing I need to do is acknowledge it in my in my own head when it's happening oh wait this is a reaction because someone's hurt secondly I have to put my privilege to one side and I have to say she's the one hurt she's hurt because she has a trauma I don't have a trauma, or if I do, my trauma is not what's at play just now. And I care about this person, and I want them to get past it. So all I need to do in that situation is put to one side my pride, and even even acknowledge. Even if you're being incredibly aggressive about it, even if you know it's because like you know I forgot to pick up a sock, and you call me a fucking small dick bitch. <laughs> I'm still going to be like, look, I'm really sorry about that sock and not be like, why are you saying I have a small dick? You know, I've got a problem with that. Like, it's it's respond, responding to the person and not the, the, the thing that's been said. I mean, that's not kind of what we're talking about, though. I'm I, know, I know it's not, but do you know what I mean? shit over a, a sock, but... No. I, I mean, ultimately... Oh, we're really painting you as an asshole here, now. Eh? Yeah, you Lisa are. Lisa is not a tyrant. She is a I sweet mean, angel princess. <laughs> I That's mean, not true either. <laughs> definitely not. I mean, it's difficult because I think people need to see what's 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 happening in that thought process. You know, a lot of the time, the reason with that anger is because you know sometimes if I fight with someone that I care about, I'm like I'm so aggressive and so emotional because I'm like this is it. It's finally happening. You know shit is hitting the fan, this person never cared about me, it was all a lie. You know, it's like a whole, there's so much weight to what's happening. Mm -hmm. That, you know, and that's sometimes, that's what I would sometimes, I know it can be really hard when someone is hugely aggressive or emotional. I know when you face a person like that, it can be really easy to vilify them. But you you do need to just stop and think, what is it that's making this person so upset? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and that is a really hard thing to do because even when I'm faced with people that act like me... Totally. I want to just be like, fuck that bitch. Yeah, of course. Everyone but does. It is, it's very it natural response. So I have a question for you about this. Mm. Now we're talking about it. Okay. We are very much talking about like how other people should deal with the angry person. Mm. How? What do you think the angry person can do to change how other I mean, people so deal with I mean, so that's guess them? that was kind of my, my question because yeah. obviously 
ultimately I can't change anyone else's behaviour. I can Uh only change my own. And I think over the years I've got better at being a lot less angry generally. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there's like a line with me, you know, like... Once I get upset, that's the real kicker. I don't really like... And it's funny because we talk about this podcast and I encourage people to be emotional. And I'm fine at being emotional a lot of the time. But again, there's like a line for me. Mm -hmm. There's like a line. I'm fine being emotional, fine being emotional until I cross that line. Once that line is crossed, it's like I'm too vulnerable or something. Mm -hmm. That anger has to come out to like protect myself. And I guess I wish I could just... And I know, I kind of said that in the problem, like, I know a lot of people say you just have to just make yourself more vulnerable. Yeah, like, absolutely. Don't put up, put up your armour. But that is the... It's a very difficult thing to, do because, thing to do because it implies a kind of trust that you just don't have for people. And I think this is one of the reasons why now our fight, we don't have a problem with this anymore. Because now, like, I have that trust for you. Like, I... But, of... You know, so this when we're in that situation, you can say to me, you've been an outside cat, mm-hmm. and I know, okay, like, I have this trust for Dave, I know he's not going to fuck so me I'm over. So I'm show him a little bit of my belly. Yeah, basically. But, like, I guess that, that that's, you know, mm. we've been together, like, yeah. 11 years in October, so, like, what am I going to do with people that I haven't been in a relationship with for 11 years? I you think know? a big part of it is teaching yourself forgiveness. I think, can I just make another point? No. One of the things no, I would can't. point out also, I think and I have an issue with is, sometimes people, I get accused of being cold, mm-hmm. or like blunt, because I can be quite cold, and I can be quite blunt, or appear to be cold. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Just because someone doesn't appear to deal with things the same way you do, don't write that person off. Because I think a lot of the time that I get so hurt by things or like pushed to a place of being hurt mm-hmm. is because people maybe don't realise that I can be hurt. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Because I put on such a kind of strong front, yeah. it can seem like I won't be offended or hurt by anything. But everyone's got their fucking buttons that, that can be pushed. Like everyone does. Because um, I, I mean, I don't really think I come across as cold, but I know a lot of people do and I've had that a lot through my life. Like, I think the most common thing I've had by any comment by any strangers is people have said to me, oh, I thought you would be really intimidating. No, you looked really intimidating. Or I thought you'd be, a t- I thought you were a total bitch. Yeah. Like, I can't even tell you how many times in my lifetime people have said that to me. Right. Like, you I know, said that to you before tea tonight. <laughs> you know, like people that have known me like from afar mm-hmm. and they say to me, oh, you're actually nice when I speak to you. Or, I thought you'd be a total bitch or you were really intimidating. And I guess it's that perception of pe- that I, it's that kind of energy that I put out yeah. means people don't think I won't be hurt, so they push it. Maybe. Could be that. I think it's more to do with, I think that, you know, people's responses to situations are almost always a projection of their feelings or their grievances Mm. and never really what they say is about that person. Mm. I don't think they're responding to that. I think they're responding to themselves and how they feel about your behaviour. If you've questioned, that's the thing, you know, a lot of the time you have this obsession with, you know, um, the, the sort of the balance of justice in a situation mm. who's right who's wrong yeah, who's at fault for this and, and that's a that's that's a that's a mechanism of being defensive of course that's, mm. for someone who feels marginalized that's a very natural place to take it dave always jokes and says i'm like fucking batman she is batman i'm obsessed with justice what can i say yeah and like the problem is 
And once you see it as that, and you nail your cards to the mask, you're always going to prompt a defensive reaction mm. out of someone. Because regardless of, doesn't matter whether they've just robbed your car, if you call someone a cunt, they'll be like, oh, what do you mean? Hang on a minute, you can't call me that. Well, that, that's the problem. Like People mm. will always be protective over their own ego. So what you need to do, I think, as a mm. person who, you know, as the, the only thing that you can do, the only fit change that you can really affect here... Mm is to look at the, the the idea of justice and teach yourself to be able to forgive someone so that justice is taken out of the equation. If you're able to forgive mm. more readily, that makes you a stronger person because you can't be hurt that way. Mm. You can't be put in a situation where you feel fucked over because you're forgived, for, forgiven them. Um, and I don't know, probably, is there, some, is there a link to Catholicism here? I don't know. They... they say sorry for things they did but maybe you need to kind of rewire that part of your brain to start forgiving people for what they did and that way you might feel a bit more of a sense of kind of mm. less vulnerable and rather than making yourself more vulnerable to solve the situation if you were less vulnerable to begin with maybe you wouldn't have got there I guess I just don't even know how to go about that because you know I don't know why I'm like obsessed with justice like mm-hmm. if someone does a shit thing I think they should like I don't know, not pay penance for it, but in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's the part that you need to work on. I mean, I agree. I like when people, you know, I, when justice happens to people that deserve it. I mean, all I'm looking for is, like, if someone says a shitty thing to me and I, or, like, if someone does a shit thing to me, all I'm looking for is them, like, to genuinely say, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but that will always be perceived as you looking for dominance over someone. And yeah, and that's the thing. But ultimately, I know that they're... We are fragile, defensive creatures. Yeah, we are. At heart. You're never going to get the desired result. Do you deserve it in some situations? Absolutely. Is it going to be something that could happen occasionally? Maybe. But is it going to predictably happen in a way that doesn't hurt you and make you feel like Uh, this is perpetuating itself? Probably not. And that's the difficult thing, because you will always have instances with people that you will never get that closure or what you want as a resolution. Absolutely. And I guess that's what I need to kind of let go of. Totally, you need to. But I just I just wish I didn't come across as such an aggressive bear. Well. I am such an outside cat. I am like that, you know, that ginger cat in the cage that's like... Yeah. Meh! Oh, what's his name again? Salt, salt, salt and pepper? No, no what's his name? No, like, he was like burger and fries. Burger and fries! That's it. I'm like, oh my God, that was, my, that was back when the internet didn't <laughs> yeah. have Nazis all over it. Yeah, that was those days, and it was just yeah with that cat. That's fun me. cat videos. But in my no in my head, my pure meow, that is me actually saying, "No, guys, yeah. I'm just really saddened by what happened." And like, uh, why did you hurt my feelings like that? Me. I'm so vulnerable. But everyone's <laughs> hearing it like, meow, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, well, that's that's me. When I listen back to the podcast, it's just me being like, and you going, <laughs> that'll be really annoying for everyone here. To be honest, I'm sorry. Might that sound? So I don't know. I hope everyone enjoyed my problem. Yeah, um, we didn't really solve it, but no. you know, if we if we were able to solve it, we wouldn't be talking about it on the podcast because it'd be solved already. So. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you kind of need, in a way. Ooh, if anyone I, thinks they've got an answer, drop us an email. Oh yeah, please Holy do. Shit. Yeah, I think part of it's like it is about sort of letting go of those things. Yeah, and I think that's something that through your life, you know, there's plenty of things. That I've let go of in the past, and I think this needs to just be another one. I agree. Um, but unfortunately, it's not as kind of easy as an overnight thing, which sucks. Because I guess the problem is you spend so long building your defense walls, uh, you need to just start taking it down it's brick by brick, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So if anyone else has the same problem or has a solution... Please let us know if you think you've got the answer to Lisa's problem. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, Right, thank you for writing that. That was really brave of you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well done. Okay. We're we're shaking hands right now. Um, Last problem. Are you ready to get unbelievably angry? Yes. Here we go. We've just talked about my anger problem, so yes. Well, let's, let's see. Let's fucking poke the bear. My partner of 10 years has told me he's leaving me over an Xbox game. He enjoys playing Player Unknown Battlegrounds with friends online, which I have no problem with, but I always ask if he could please wait until the children fall asleep, because he does tend to get loud talking and it keeps the children awake. Well, tonight, he lost it. He started verbally abusing me because I asked him to wait 30 minutes. Already upset, I threatened to switch the Wi-Fi off, immature, if he kept speaking to me like that. He then proceeds to smash the controller in rage, rips the Wi-Fi modem out of the wall, threatened to smash our TV, which he would have if I hadn't screamed at him to stop. Then he started to call me names, yelling, so I told him to leave. I can't let my kids listen to that. I told him to leave over and over again, figured he needed to go calm down and realise how much of an idiot he was being over again. He leaves, but sent me a text saying he won't be back until Monday to grab his stuff? That he hates me? He blamed it all on me. Wow. I'm devastated, crying my eyes out, scared that it's over, angry because apparently he can just fuck off and leave me broken trying to keep it together for my children, who are happy and sleeping at the moment. I can't do this. Did I do something wrong? Is he right in blaming this on oh, me? Oh no, bitch. Is there something wrong with me? Oh, what did I no. do? Beg him to come back or just let it end and become a broken mess. Oh. Sorry. Too long didn't read, question mark. Partner has said he is leaving me because I asked him not to play a game until the fucking kids are asleep. I mean, that would be you if we were married and had kids. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I have gone in the opposite direction from that. How dare you? <laughs> JK, um, oh no, it's so sad. How on, um, oh God, I feel so fucking terrible that a human being in 2018, the year of our Lord, 2018, could blame, think, oh, this is my fault that I did that. Oh, it's so sad. I mean, in reality, he is an abusive character, yep. if that's the the way she's thinking. Yep. Because at first I was like, fuck this guy, she needs to leave him. But, like, it's way more complicated than that. Yeah. Kids. Even though she does. See, see, when I was reading that and it popped up kids, I was like, oh, God, please, please don't have kids. Please don't have kids. Please don't have kids. Ah, shit. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. What an, what an actual asshole. Over I mean, I would say he should kill himself, but, you know, he has kids or whatever, and that would be traumatising to them. Fucking computer game. It's not even a good game. But, like... You know what the worst part? I mean, see, one, you could tell the signs of abuse mm-hmm. by she said when she said she was going to turn the internet off yeah. and she put that that was immature. Yeah. Like, she's critiquing her own behaviour. I know, she's just, she's just, she's in, like in a situation she's, she's that is so insane. She's desperately trying to find what she did. And Ugh. honestly, to even just ask him to just wait 30 minutes is I such know. a reasonable request. Like, 
I know, I know, it's a thing. It's not like, don't play video games and come to brunch with me and my girlfriends. It's just literally, can you just wait half an hour so you don't fucking wake the kids up? Because you're such a fucking Neanderthal that you can't even keep your voice down. And yes, I understand the irony that I'm yelling this. I mean, ultimately, I just burped, by the way. Oh, good for you. Well done. Lisa can't burp and she burped. I can't burp, so... This is a this is this a highlight. Is a, this is a podcast highlight. You're hearing some, some actual progress over it, here. But yeah, I've been really trying over the past few years to learn how to burp. She's getting there. So that also means that once if I find it happening, I can't stop it. Two or three like, times a week these it. days. <sighs> some weeks it's none still, but like yeah, if I can get it going. Yeah, so you know, uh, if you could just anyway. Yeah, you know, send so send just, prayers and wishes for Lisa's uh-huh. Lisa and her burping problem. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, and. I, it's so shit because to resign someone to be a single parent, like as someone who grew up in a single parent household, like it's so fucking hard. It's so fucking difficult. Yep. But you cannot be around someone like that. Yeah, I mean, I, to be you honest, you cannot share yeah. a life with someone like that. I mean, to be honest, I don't know how you've managed to share a life with someone that would act like that. Mm. I think, like going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think realistically like if you were to you know leave him which you should do because he's an abuser and a stupid infant baby and I hate him if you were to leave him though like your your life looking after those kids will probably in overall be harder right Mm. but think about the impact if you can't think about yourself think about the impact someone that would do that is going to have on your children Uh, to be honest stop, 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 stop stop so okay even though that is an important point at the same time, I also find that rhetoric towards women is kind of inappropriate. Interesting, okay. Like, I find that although a woman... Like, look, let's face it. When you decide to have children, both man and woman, it is your sole purpose, is your main priority as a kid. And that's something I hugely value. Probably that's one of the reasons I don't want kids. Because I think, like, that's your sole purpose now. isn't? It's much less about you and it's about them. But let's face it, most men get to just ignore that responsibility mm-hmm. and most women don't. But I think there's something, that constant dialogue that like, oh, well, you know, women, you need to think of your kids. And I know technically that's true, but I think saying it to someone, it's like, I find it very like oppressive to women. Okay. Like, ultimately, you just fucking have no choice. Well, that's my male privilege, Sean. A little bit. Sorry about it. Uh, no, I, I think will. I will do better. I think it's something that, like, well, because again, what's difficult is ultimately that is kind of she, she does because she's not going to leave her kids, so she does have to burden that responsibility. But I think in the first instance, that's where people go. Well, you know, you have to think about your kids. I think is burdensome, and it doesn't even give her time to kind of process her own feelings about it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but you know I guess and you're right what shit is her life will be harder without him but that could just be a period of t- of time she could come out of this with a new husband eventually a new nice man and her life could be better he could make her lasagna and he could like give is, her foot rubs is he Garfield <laughs> no, Are you tell she's marrying Garfield. Garfield eats lasagna. He doesn't make yeah, lasagna. Yeah, but yeah, but if he's fucking left home and got a girlfriend, he doesn't have John there to make him lasagna. So he's gonna have to learn how. I to mean, cook, I don't even he? know why I went lasagna. Because see, if you made me lasagna, I'd be like, why, why have you made me, made lasagna? Me lasagna? Well, I don't even lasagna. like lasagna. 
I don't know why. I just thought, look, she's a mom. She's busy. She's got the kids. Imagine she comes home and our new husband's made lasagna. Yeah, got a little she, foot rub for her. She comes Glass home of wine like, for her. Isn't that what people like? I don't right. know. Isn't, I'm just like, what do normal people like? Yeah, imagine lasagna she like, came home from work and our, our new husband's like created a trap for Nermal. Because it's Garfield. Your husband's Garfield. Who's what's Nermal? Nermal's the cat that Garfield didn't like. The little cute grey one that was very cute and sweet. I mean, I have to. I the feel like I'm just not up on my Garfield. Well, stuff. you better fucking get working on it for next week because all this is now Garfield-related <laughs> podcast. Everything is now through the lens of like, what if this person like married Garfield? Anyway, so anyway, I'm just trying to you know move it in a direction away from my terrible mistake that I feel. Why? Really it's not over. really a mistake. No, it's know. more that I just let's call it a teachable moment. I, well, it's not really a mistake because she, in a way, does have to protect her kids because the burden ultimately falls to her as that's her responsibility. It's her decision to say if she wants to look after her kids though and it's nothing to do with me saying you should think about your kids. Um, But like, ugh, yeah, I just think sometimes situations, you're forced into them and that's what's happening here. I think it's not ideal that someone becomes a single parent but... I don't think that you could be around someone like that. Because, mm-hmm. look, let's face it, the way she questioned herself is behaviour that's learned over a long time. That's been around a very dominant, mm. almost abusive person yeah. for a long time. So this isn't the first issue that they've had. Totally. But this is a peak incident. Like, fuck's sake. So I have a suggestion that could really solve this problem. <gasps> oh, okay. How about if the state mandated that all cisgendered men had to obtain a license to play computer games by passing a certain amount of tests that showed their worth as a partner. Yeah, you like that? Any men caught with contraband computer games without a license would be sentenced to death. I mean, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit extreme, but I think I could really make it work. We just need the popular support. Sentencing to death seems extreme. Well, how do you feel as a man who has at one point in his life, many points in his life, been very, very obsessive about computer games. I mean, there's a difference between being obsessive about computer games and being abusive if you don't get to play your games and I wear mean, your diapy and drink there, your there, monster energy There's not that much drink. of a difference, though. Well, there definitely And there's is. definite times we've had arguments over you playing computer games. So. Yeah, but that's because you were a horrible bitch. <laughs> that wasn't anything to do with me, the perfect angel. Ah, I see. No, it's just because I like computer I mean, games. I think Come the on, there's a very game... big difference between screaming at... Screaming at someone for telling you to wait. Th- See, if you said to me, can you wait 30 minutes to play computer games? I'd be like, yeah, okay. No, you wouldn't. What if you were like, oh, but the raid, I would be on time for this time. Oh, there's no point now because everyone's went without me. Yeah, that's definitely happened. No, it's not. You're just, what this I'm is hyperbole. It's a slander and I will not stand for this. <laughs> I, will I would you. say to you, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Perhaps in the meantime, I can give you a foot massage or we could read some feminist theory together. <laughs> or we could read lasagna I made earlier. <laughs> yeah, because I'm married to Garfield. <laughs> so no I guess ultimately it goes in it's less about the computer game and it's more about that male privilege of Mm. I can do whatever I want at all times and the fact that I have a wife or kids should not actually impede me in any way doing what I want you put me on the spot again as as a man who has struggled with his own shitty toxic behaviour I have I understand the mechanics 
of what he's doing there. But in reality, the computer game thing has really not nothing to do with it. No, he just resents. He resents her. He resents the kids. He resents being tied down. He resents not being able to just do what what it is that men want to do, which is exactly whatever their dumb brain is oh, telling so, them to do uh, yeah. all of the and time. It's so funny. Moment, no, what's, it's, what's so funny to me is, do you know what? Right, we've talked loads about that we don't want kids, and part of that is. I mean, we just don't like them. But also... I just don't know what to talk to them about. But like, also, hey, have you listen, seen True Detective? But also, like, your life really changes when you have a kid. It becomes very much about them. The routine is theirs. Everything's so much... I don't want that for my life. That's my personal choice. I don't judge anyone that, that has kids. Yeah. And I would hope that they won't judge me. I think it's, but, like, I think it's easy so when you've got many... the wire in that likes children as well. Like, you don't have Completely. Yeah, yeah. Really I'm not maternal you. at all. Apart and except to fuzzy little people. I mean, that... You need to clarify what those are. They're cats. Cats. There we go. Um, yeah. So stop. Oh my god. Stop talking about Garfield. The weird Donald Trump kind of looks like Garfield. Well, he's he's certainly pretty orange, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but like, that's what's so odd about so many men. Men just really insistent that they want to be married, and not all men, obviously, but like. Uh, oh, hashtag they, not all men. You heard it want, from Lisa, not me. She's the problematic person. That they said, want, they not want all men. kids and they want a wife and they want the family and they want the house and they want all of these things, but they are unwilling to actually put in any sort of effort or have any sort of responsibility over the maintenance yeah, of these things. They want things. the tokens to give the appearance of adulthood, but then when they're faced with adulthood, men just regress to a 12 year old boy again. They want their mummy to clean the skin oh. marks off the pants, they want to eat pizza and juice every day, they want to play with their friends, and they want to go on the video games. Like, yeah, like, does the mum maybe have other stuff she wants to do, but she's got to be quiet until the kids go to sleep? Yeah, I'm sure she does, but she yeah. just accepts, look, this is my new kind of situation now. Yeah. The kids are the priority, so therefore, you know, life has to adapt. And that's all it really is, adapting to your new situation. But men are just like, no, I don't want to adapt. Right, Everything totally. my way. Yeah. Well, fuck you, buddy. Honestly, what a fucking piece of shit he is. I know, is. honestly, what a pure trash man. Ugh. 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 God. Honestly. Right. Should we wrap up there? Yeah, we should. I feel like we, we really solved all the problems oh, again this week. Fuck that guy so good. much. Right? Fuck him. Are you going to crack out your catchphrase or is that too problematic now? No, I said I would say for him to kill himself, but perfect. he's got kids right. and everything, so well, I felt bad right. about you did, it. You, you, you questioned it. Yes, perfect. Great. Love it. So, no, I would never tell Great, someone... fantastic, splendid. Great job. Loved it. I guess Donald Trump has kids, and I've said that many times, but... <laughs> I read the most amazing anecdote <laughs> about how one time when him and Ivanka were like... Not Ivanka. Yeah, uh, Ivana. Iv- no, sorry. Ivanka is his daughter that he wants to fuck. Ivana has his ex-wife. His wife. Um, that he... Um, yeah. So, there, there was like an, an anecdote about one of his fucking ugly, goofy children... And he was basically like, he tried to use him as leverage once in a divorce. He was like, I'm going to take fucking Don Jr. or whatever. And she was like, oh, take him. I've got plenty of kids. And he was like, I- actually, I didn't want to take him. You have to have him. And like sent him back downstairs. Oh, really? And they still pure love and look up to their fucking melted, stupid, fascist dad. Because the world is fucked. Yep. I, everything is terrible and there's nothing to live for. That's true. So Lisa's been holding Berbatov by the mic for the last 30 seconds, just really hoping he would drop a meow, but apparently he no longer craves podcast fame. <laughs> I think he's taking, he's got a Tumblr instead, he's starting to blow the nudes mm. too, so. No, he's got a YouTube channel now. Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's just, just, re- just reviewing cat food. It's all delicious, I really like it. It's num, just num, him num. sleeping like 15 hours a day. Oh, he sleeps so much these days. God, you're just, what are you good for? 
He's like, I'm a cat. I sleep. Yeah, he does sleep quite a lot. <laughs> I'm really good at meowing at three o'clock in the morning. Thing. 